Now I don't know if y'all can hear that. It's probably pretty faint. But it's just like this beeping noise. Like beep, 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 beep. There's the people who say that's the uh, Havana syndrome or whatever. I think it's just these damn asshole bugs. Some kind of a weird cricket or whatever, whatnot. And quite frankly, the worst thing about when it gets warm is the is these goddamn bugs. I don't. Thank goodness they'll be gone soon. The freezing to nothing. That'll, that'll sure shut the hell up. But welcome. We're walking. <laughs> We're walking. Welcome to walk with God. Yeah, they uh they say they could be some kind of a like Chinese or Russian attack or something the Havana syndrome but it's it's got to be just these bugs I hear them and it's not like a regular chirp chirp grinding chirp of a cricket it is a beep 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 and it can drive you fucking insane I heard it uh they were way louder when it was warmer out. All these goddamn bugs are louder when it's warmer out. They drive you, they all drive you crazy. I can't stand them. I don't, I don't see the appeal of people as, oh, they're beautiful crickets at night. No, they're not beautiful. They're annoying as hell. They're about to cause me to have a nervous breakdown. But thank God they're somewhat calming down. And it's a beautiful late October fall day. And it's sunny mostly. And I'm burning up after about a mile or so of walking. Several other people are walking today. It seems to be the thing. I'm planning on walking, I think it's. I think this trail is like 10 miles or something. I've never walked it before. But yesterday was, holy shit, it was like a gothic United Kingdom type of event. We have these like every few days now where they Where the weather is um, just gloomy, just plain gloomy, and usually it's like winds down. It's like bright sun and gloom, and that we have like a gloom like once or twice a week, and then it becomes like in late November, just pure Gothic Irish. I'm reading. Uh, uh, what is it called? Oh, Uncle Silas by uh, Sheridan Lafenu. It's like a fancy, somewhat like a French name, but I think 
somehow somehow this guy is an Irishman but uh, and you can tell in his writing that he's Irish he's not French at all but um, if you want at this uh, this time of year if you want like a uh, creepy ghost stories and such uh, Sheridan uh, Sheridan News ghost stories are great they're very they're very snug I think the people call it uh, on the internet they call it the cozy but I call it snug but yeah those are good if you it's like look them up people probably marked out the ghost stories that he wrote Goodreads or somewhere online and just look at those they're, they're, they're freaking they're like these uh what they called a like a English like ghost Christmas ghost stories which I think like I don't know if they even had a Halloween but at Christmas they would like sit around the fire and tell these like snug sort of ghost stories set in like country sides like pastoral landscapes with mists and darkness and it's a little chilly in the air you know and you see like a uh, phantom but uh, <laughs> yeah you see, I got the glimpse of the eye. It's like some of the whole stories, not left for news, but some of these older stories. Like, oh, you saw uh, something move out of the corner of his eyes. It kind of looked like a monkey. And that's like the end of the story. That's like, <laughs> that would suffice back then. But, um, uncle, my Uncle Silas is, is very, very gothic already. And, and, and Sheridan knows this when he's writing it. He puts like some kind of like it, it's it's a story. The main character is like this younger girl, like 17 or something, and her dad is very weird and silent. And you find out that he's like a Swede, Swedenborgian. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. It's some kind of a mystical Christianity or something. But uh, but Sheridan throws that in there. It's like to creep people out just for the creepiness effect of some something called Swedenborgian. Some like is that a Nordic name? That's another thing about the uh, about the chirps like right here, like the Havana syndrome beeps. It drives people insane like Kamala Harris she goes to like another country and you hear these beeps and she like goes freaking batshit crazy well uh, I was listening to this guy I think he's like a Gnostic yeah he's a Gnostic he's a Gnostic I hear the beeping again oh fuck <laughs> I hear them well, it, it kind of creeped me out when he was telling, he was talking about, it's not like insects, but it's like these archons, <laughs> which are like beings from outer space. And somehow, I don't know if they're like communicating with their archon 
hybrids down here on earth by this language but they said they t they sound like crickets or like bugs chirping they're making this like clicky uh, not clicking but beeping sounds that kind of freaked me out then i heard i've been listening to all these like creepy weird supernatural shows and another guy was saying like Uh, these were like these uh, Nordics, or they call them the tall whites. <laughs> and it's some kind of a, some sort of a species that I've <laughs> apparently all my life I've never been fucking aware of. But uh, I guess these things exist out there, and they're, they they sound like insects, like cicadas and crickets chirping, like making these loud chirping noises. Anyway, I passed some crazy looking people. Just kidding, they're all like, you never see like really poor people walk on the trail. There's kind of, I like these people that shop at Trader Joe's. Every last one of them. Like I'm, I'm sure they shop at like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. The ones that actually I go out and hike. Of course, I'm different. <laughs> I would probably shop at Trader Joe's if it was one was closer, but, but yeah, that's just John Lamb Lash, interesting guy, heavy. <laughs> he comes up with some wild shit, he like talks about the wild Sophia, I don't know, I mean, we're all one, uh, he sounds like I was, before I came out, I read, I remember uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote this essay on walking and I like skimmed over it hold up there's some people coming more people walking is walking disturbing my podcast you bastards <laughs> I guess I could just keep talking like I'm on the phone or something <laughs> but, uh, what the hell was I talking about oh the, the uh, Thoreau the Thoreau uh, essay on walking and you read it like I used to, I mean I remember reading through and I was like, wow, I'm blown away. He's living next to a pond. And he's growing beans because he didn't like to clean fish. But then, it's like I read that, I was skimming this last night. It's like, oh my God, this guy. He doesn't use exclamation points, but it's like his verbiage, his, the styling of his, his sentences are like all exclamations, like walking. I'm a revolutionary. Walking is the most rebellious thing to do against society. Walking is a political act. I don't know if he said that, but 
he tries to like build it up like it's great and then he like, throws these words in here it's like i'm waiting across the fields of elysium he's like whoa dude i barely a lot of times when i'm walking i barely even fucking remember the walk after i'm done of course i'll usually like walk on this bike trail so like nothing much happens on it but and now i'm in this middle of this woods but uh guys walking is revolutionary walking is the it's like bathing in babylon's golden honey tits hey he's just a, he just keeps going going and i never i never as what's weird to me is my like my younger self i never even recognized how flamboyant this man is he's like a writing he's like a gay man writing like a walt whitman like gay like that like i am the body electric <laughs> i sing the body electric i my breasts smell come to my hairy breast and smell the scent of the wild man where it is like perfume from the wildflowers on my hairy mane and then I want to fuck that horse he uh but I just like I just kept I just, he say he talks like something about he can't sit still or something he thinks he's a vagrant it's like he's like a homeless because he can't sit he can't sit or if he sits still like a day like it was like terrible weather out he feels like he's like stabbing god in the throat or something so he has to walk he has to keep walking and moving a lot of like writers are like this uh, charles dickens is like this i don't know about the stabbing god in the throat part with charles dickens but since he he wrote about Tiny Tim after all. But he did walk like, he walked like, he set out in the afternoon or something after he, after he wrote for the day or whatever. He walked like 20 or 30 miles out into the country. Like every day or most days. And I think Nietzsche, is that how you say his name? Nietzsche? There's probably a lot of philosophy people on the internet, I could probably correct that. Is it Nietzsche? I always called him Nietzsche. It's like those uh, toasted crackers you get at the store with the, you know, the toasted chi. Yeah, um, but I have to say, like, I've had some health scares uh, this year. And they, they turned out to be, like, not huge. One of them was extremely painful. I don't really get into it, but you go through stuff like that, and you can't, like, walk out in the woods it's like oh this is a 
grandiose celebration of color the liquid honey of the sun licks my penis no you could <laughs> I come out here and it's like uh, for one I have a lot more energy after I, I was in the hospital for a while I have a lot more energy like I did I'll, like before I would always want to like take naps like I had I was like oh god I'm, like man I'm a goddamn lazy ass I'm a, I'm a piece of shit I'm tired all the time I'm like, what is, why am I what is this I don't want to go anywhere I'm tired and this is it's gone on for a few few years and I was like oh okay I'm just a lazy ass I'm, I'm lazy as hell and I had this like procedure and and it's not even like a it's not even like a big procedure but something definitely was causing that because when I got out I was like non-stop wanting to get go out like non-stop wanting to walk if I uh it's like certain days if I didn't walk I did feel like uh I did feel like throw for a while there it's like I felt like shitty I felt like a like a bum Hey guys, how you doing? Alright, coming up on a road here. Don't know where in the hell this this trail is somehow passing this like busy intersection, I guess. Um, never mind. It just takes a quick turn right by the road for some reason. There's a semi truck. I always loved like when I was a kid like getting those same things to like pumping my fists like oh yeah and getting those guys to honk their horns that was like the greatest thing when I was a kid but anyway I got all this all this like pure energy but I guess it's not like pure energy but I guess it's just it was just that I wasn't like actually 90 years old that it just brought me back up to norm and I now I can there's the beeping again from the archons but the Nordics the white the tall whites I hear them again I hear you guys I hear you out there uh, you can't fool me you're not crickets they didn't even shut up they don't care yeah, just like it went back to normal, which seems to be like an energy boost. I was boosted up to the level of the normalcy of a normal person my age. But yeah, like a lot of the times I walk, I I like get home. Wow, I don't remember anything. It's like not to be like the like that uh, John John Lamb Lash or, or 
or the anti-throw. It's like I I pressed a button and I went into the future time. Like right right when I right when I stepped out of the house, I was like started walking. I hit a button. Like doom, you're done. You walked five six miles. Don't remember a bit of it. Time has fast forwarded instantly over this hour and a half that it took you to walk that. It's a very strange effect and you get to thinking like wow is this how life's gonna be at the end? Is it gonna is it gonna be like a flash like that? It's like all your I mean even if you do keep your mind and if you feel like I see it's different if you, I guess if you have have your senile like Joe Biden it doesn't really make a difference eh? You done lost that shit before you die. Yeah, like you, you lost that whole backup uh, SSD disc. You've lost all that shit. <laughs> and you can even, and so it doesn't even matter. Like every day is a new, new like a like you can't even remember your you can't even remember your damn uh, dog's name. Or you go and kick the kick it like he he did and beat the shit out of it until it starts biting everybody. But um, but if you have like even if you have all of your your faculties about you, your mental faculties, it's gonna be like it seems to me it's gonna be like a blip, like a huge. Like a nothing, not a huge, not huge at all. Walking down the side of the road. I don't know if I'm even still on the trail. I'm just walking like some fucked up hitchhiker now. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've lost the trail. Just, just great. But, uh, where the hell is the trail at? Well, I'm going over a bridge. I guess maybe that's what reason. The reasoning behind this is that I can't, so I don't have to swim across this creek. Okay. But I'm pretty convinced. I'm pretty convinced now that. That is what life's going to be about, like, no matter what your age, it's going to be like a blink. And you're going to hurry to remember everything that happened in your life, and you think they're not going to be able to do it, because it's like too quick of a time. It's like almost, it's like seconds. And even if you're given a warning, that hey, you're going to die here in a month. A lot of that shit's gone in your head. I mean, a lot of it's just going to be stuff that, this random odd stuff that is not even important somehow will prop up into your head instead of like the real good stuff. You probably will be remember that before you, before you uh, kick the can or whatnot. Okay, where is this damn... 
Where is... Okay, I found... I think I found the trail. I found the trail. Turn around and see if any of these archons are following me. Nope. Anyway, I was... Did I find a trail? What? <laughs> I don't know where in hell I'm at. Where is this trail at? Where is the trail? Okay, I'm still I'm still walking along the road like a like a dumbass, and I hear a beeping from these. Damn, insects again. Oh, there's the trail. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, I found it. I found it, mommy. Oh my god, this is the thing. I hear one of those bugs like beeping crazy. Let me see if I can get quiet if you can hear it. Oh, look, there's a butterfly. Wow. Hi. Well, it looks like all of this field is ragweed. That should help me out tonight. Yeah, I don't, like, nature doesn't really impress me that much like it did Thoreau. He, he glorified, glamorized it. He put it on a pedestal. Like some of these guys say, like, he put a woman on a pedestal or whatever, and they can do no wrong, and they're beautiful always. And, uh... I do use the bathroom. That's how that's how Henry throws a lot of these poets saw nature. I just see nature as a tangled ass mess, really. It's like and now it's uh it's not even it, it's late October and the trees most of them haven't even changed. There's a few of them that started. There's a uh, some small ones that are orange. A lot of them look like they have actually just lost their leaves without changing. But most are green. Here's another archon. But anyway, by far the most, the best place to walk for me isn't through the woods. It is these prairies. Even though this one is full of these like noxious weed, it probably will make me act like I have COVID. I probably get scared tonight and like get the sniffles and 
think my heart's going to explode. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, these are by far my favorite walking is the prairie. And they're completely most, like, I'm, I'm guessing 100%, I'm not sure. But most of them are man-made. Like, if they don't burn them every once in a while, they get filled with these trees. They get like turned to forest really quick. They don't burn them. So what the, my favorite place to walk up prairies, which are man-made. How you doing? Oh, I hear a, hear a grasshopper, like buzzing, making that strange buzzing sound. We were like picking this up when I was a kid, and, and uh, it would get that like, some kind of like a brown fluid would come out of their, their mouths, I think. And my dad was always like, yeah, that's tobacco. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, that's... That's tobacco coming out of that. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. And that wasn't like ironic at all. At all. I was like amazed. It's like, wow, these grasshoppers are actually out here chewing tobacco. And maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe science proved that. But now coming up on, I think four, four miles. I'm guessing. The landscape is just drab and terrible. Like the far off trees. You, you, I, I see like distance, like a distance, like a whole mile. And then all I see, all I see is just like drab. And then like a lot of them have, a lot of them have uh, their green leaves. Maybe two over there have, are starting, just starting to change. Tell you what, if it was like cloud, real cloudy and dark like it was yesterday, this would be like a walk that make you want to commit suicide. <laughs> okay, coming up to another road. Where will the trail lead me next? Who knows? Oh, I forgot I was talking about that. Oh, it's good. Oh, this this trail's easy to find. It's right exactly across the road, like the other one should have been. Did I have to seek it? Find it? Um, it's like the milkweed has turned to like this cottony fluff. Damn! And now I'm in this field that is like tall, like taller than I am. It's got like a six foot tall field of weeds. Other was like the one across the road was just like knee length, but yeah, the uh, uncle, my uncle si Silas, or by uh, the Fondu, the Irishman with the French name, he uh, 
is about the 17 year old girl and she, her dad wants her to get a governess because she's getting behind in society and he wants he wants her to be taught all these things so one evening this French lady shows up and she is like devious she's she comes up creeps up and like stares in the window and laughs with her wild looking he describes it as like a huge possum mouth or some such and she comes up and smiles like a, like a possum from hell through the window and like and the, the main character is like oh my god and she calls the butler and the butler's like oh your dad sent for that that's your new governess anyway this woman is always like you know she's up to something because she's always talking about the will of her dad and the girl's like why my dad's not gonna die he's in good health it's like no and the possum looking french lady's like i ain't never know monsieur you're madison sale you never know and uh And she like one at one point like gets her she like takes her out to this her the girl's mom has died the main character's mom has died she takes her to her like tomb in the wood, middle of this like huge forest just to scare the living shit out of her and she like starts talking about ghosts and how like after she moved into this girl's house with the family she sees all these she sees all these um, spirits and things, and one was like a, uh, it looked like a monkey with an old man's face like curled up in the corner. And she's just like, doing all this stuff to like torment this poor girl for some reason. I'm guessing it's to get her estate. But I haven't seen, it's just like a, I swear every time like I walk out in the woods, I always expect something to happen. It's like Jesus says, like when he walks into the wilderness, like what am I going out there just to see a a uh, a weed shaken by the wind or whatever? No, um, that's not what I'm gonna go out here to see. At this point, I don't, I don't guess I'll see much of anything. But in the back of my mind, is always. And subliminally, subliminably, I always expect some, like, gorilla to jump out onto the trail or something, or something weird to happen, like a, a magician to appear, I guess, before me. I always think about shit like that when I'm walking out in the woods. And you have to be do it by yourself. If you're walking with somebody, it sucks. Like, 
some of the, I mean, most of the time it sucks. You always have to talk to them. You can't like talk, you can't like feel around in your head. And walking is, that's it's mostly what it's all about, is feeling around in your head, feeling the thoughts. I thought one time like, oh my God, there go thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts that I had. And a lot of them I thought were like genius thoughts, like great thoughts. Most of them insignificant, but it's like, it's like being like a, uh, one of these like bodybuilder guys. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like, after a while, you know, it's like all's, all's vanity, you know, but they keep, one, one, sooner or later, you're just going to like croak. And it's got, I mean, I guess it's a good health thing to do, but it's the same as walking, but there's, there's no different than thinking. Thinking, you just keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And a lot of times you, you become like obsessed with your thoughts. And you uh, think in like grandiose ways, like, oh my God, I can do this and that. I could be a champion of the world. And then that all of a sudden, like most days, like, oh, what the hell? It's just thinking. It's just some kind of a, like, like a imaginative action in your head. It's going on. It's like lifting a, after years and years of uh, lifting a weight, I guess you do. You do see some like definition. The same, like, same is probably um, you probably you can't even notice it with your with uh, the years of thinking, but I'm guessing it does change you. I don't think I say it's like all for nothing, but most of it's for most of the thinking you do in your life is useless. Most of the worries are useless, but also most of the, like the imagination are useless because you don't write them down either, or they're not worth writing down. You don't think they're worth writing down. The ones that you do think are worth writing down, they're not worth writing down. And most of it is just like filler for your head. It's some kind of like exercise your brain makes you do. And I've always been like this, like a, uh, a brooding person, always in my head. I remember when I was uh, doing my driver's training, and that guy was always like, what are you thinking about? I was like, ah. Because <laughs> he noticed that I was like a deep brooding person. And I'm always like, and, that, and at a point you don't want to be that way. A lot of times, and I think that's a, that's where I want to, like I get like the urge when I love to walk because I get out of my head so at certain points. Most times I'm in it still. But it makes you think different when you're moving your legs. That's another thing you don't remember. I don't remember like taking each step either. Like my brain is just like on autopilot. I don't know how in the hell I'm not falling down every few few feet because of my brain is just like bogged down. Just completely bogged down with thought and imagining things, imagining futures that will probably never be. Imagining winning the lottery, imagining like starting some kind of like a 
Wyoming commune of artists <laughs> and uh, or, or creating like this huge concert that's, that makes everybody like happy or whatever pulling all the good big name artists like like of the time in right now that's the kind of things I think about and most of it is I was thinking about like the magician that I was talking about earlier, like appearing on the trail. I was thinking about that one day when I was walking. I was thinking about how like a magician is seen as something like cool. <laughs> you, <laughs> even Jesus, I would say, like he's, he's, he's like a magician type. And, uh, and they're much cooler than a scientist. And although, like, in modern times, you don't think, like, a magician can appear. Like, when I'm walking, I think of, like, a magician who's just going to start, just appear upon the trail. And give, bestow me some kind of a power. Uh, you don't think that, you need, and it's a lot of people, like, that claim they're, or... They put off like a, a charisma of being a magician or type, or at least mystical in nature, you know. Some, you, you know those type of people. Like the ethereal or whatever, the ethereal girl, the, the strange man that has like facial reactions unlike others. One that says like weird things at random times. And the ones that just outright claim like, like, hey, I am a magician of the new world. And I've come to battle Dr. Fauci in science. And then you know, you, you can like, there's something about that archetype of the magician. That even though you know this person is probably scamming your ass, he's probably bullshitting you to hell. But you still look at him like in an awe because you think, we're going to pull all of our thoughts together and turn this person into some sort of egregore. This, this bullshit artist that claims he's a magician. We're going to pull, we're going to aggregate all of our minds and pour in all of our energies and thought like a spell into this, this person and, and hope and pray that this person somehow benefits and and it's not when when they the uh, scientist shows up and starts mocking them, this magician that we put up all of our mental energies into, like waves his hands and makes like these bastards fly. These scientists like picks them up and throws them against a tree. Like <laughs> that's what I, I think. There's like something very powerful in that archetype. A scientist is just boring. They just, and especially these new ones, old ones used to like, you'd have like the mad scientist archetype of Frankenstein that wanted to overcome nature.
he didn't want to like go alongside it and didn't think we were any of that nonsense like be one with it but it's just something that we can like use to uh further our like our human goals in life to outdo nature i should say and uh that's the kind of that's the kind of like scientists, but they're also seen as magicians and freaks as well. Frankenstein is like a scientist, but he's n not a scientist. If you know what I mean, he's he's kind of a, like he's seen as a crank that like goes around in graveyards and just all these potions and, <laughs> and such. But uh, he's not like someone who just sits on CNN and says, "Oh, you guys are evil." people <laughs> you need to do this or you're not going to be evil or you're going to keep being evil no it's uh frankenstein wanted to create a human being <laughs> that's what they call it. like no matter this time of year like I start thinking about like witches but it's not a witchy day so I'm not really thinking about them I might think about them next time on the next the next podcast I might talk about witches but it's not really a type it's like a sunny day you really I wouldn't even want to stick to like the archons and and I can't even like think, I can't even talk about Michael Silas because it's too like a gothic to think about today. But the one, the one with, the one with nature, people really always put me on the side of like the, the, the Dr. Frankenstein's. Because I don't feel one with nature, I feel separate. I don't feel one at all with it, and I don't want to be one with it. You can absorb into it if you want, but all I look at it, it's like it's not that great. Because like now, it's like tree, 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 bush, tree, a little bit of grass here, some weeds, scruff. Like wow, that's so beautiful. That is work of art no it's not I'm sorry it's it's tangled like my thoughts on this podcast so I guess I am fucking one with nature god damn it I don't know if like how many miles I've been walking I'm gonna check right here I'm gonna check see what I am, I'm only about, I'm only about, about four and a half miles in. God, I thought I was way beyond that. 
but no. It's funny because, like, just talking, like, this time, I've hardly even, like, spent any time looking at anything. Because why? I'd rather listen to myself talk than look at these trees. They're so like closed in the sides anyway right now, so you can't see them at the distance or anything. I'm just like walking through a tunnel. On the one side, it's just like this barbed brambles and the trees falling over on the other side. It just looks like it doesn't look great. But it's like walking space. And, uh, but it's like, it's like walking, plenty of fine walking space, so that's why I'm, that's why I came out here. Like I said, I usually like walking the bike path even better than this, because it is, you do, I do have some like trees up on my side of it and some fields around the bike path, so there is some natural element no matter matter how man-made it looks but uh, well here's i forgot to say this earlier here's the quote from henry david thoreau about walking if for every walk for every walk is a sort of crusade Wow, Henry. I just thought I was just bullshitting around out here. I guess people that walk every day out here, like, maybe are like complete crusaders. I'm sure they're changing a lot in the world. Yeah. That's what I was, I write down. Like Henry Dave seems to love nature and glorifies it and cries and he cries about a man chopping down a tree. Yeah, that's uh, that was another part. It's like he like wept over in that walking thing about some guy chopping down a tree. Oh, oh wow. Does he not realize how big of a fucking mess any place would be if you didn't cut down a fucking tree? Understand that, David? Henry David Thoreau? You magician? If you didn't cut down a fucking tree, you'd be like a fucking animal living in. It'd be like a Neanderthal. I'm sure you fucking wouldn't like that because you had to have your aunt bring you a goddamn muffin out to Walden Pond. You stupid bastard. But anyway. Uh, I was thinking like I was reading this book about the the simulation and uh, it's got like a lot of interesting concepts in it one of them one concept I thought of my genius mind while walking one day I guess walking is a crusade. <laughs> that was thoughts fucking stupid. 
<laughs> to warn you a bit. But you know how like they called it, used to call it like global warming, and now they changed it to climate change. But let's stick with global warming for a minute. And like a lot of people still still to refer to it as that. And that's what it they suppose it I suppose it literally is. Because it's heating, right? Incrementally heating. So what if global warming is like symbolic language for uh and we're in a simulation there's just too many human beings and the resources are being bogged down because of that the computer running our our reality cannot support this many consciousnesses is it just can't support it all because even though like the dumbest human being that's a lot of like that's a lot of resources for each each human being even the stupidest one the stupidest one is probably better than a uh, than a fucking uh, rat or a, or a bear a bear I, uh, consciousness consciousness is like I mean it's probably pretty hefty but there's not very many bears in comparison to human beings and plus they're not they don't have that like imagination consciousness that, that human beings have which is a fucking drain and I'm glad I'm a brooder because I'm draining the shit out of this computer simulation right now I'm just draining the shit out of it every time I walk I'm brooding and thinking and imagining things I'm just draining and draining and draining it and causing this global warming, which is actual simulation overhaul. And the computer is like glitching out because of it. And I think we should all do this or start just like brooding, become brooding people, imagining and brooding, thinking that maybe we can get this fucking temperature up higher. And you can see in the world it's like glitching out. Maybe that's why it's glitching out. Half of the fucking world hates the other half of humanity. There's uh, weird uh, global events happening pretty like fucking every day. Like weird shit going on that nobody's ever seen. But they, but it's like, they go, everybody runs on TV and is like, whoa, this is normal. This is a completely, it's always been like this, you dumbass. <laughs> oh God, these clouds are beautiful. That's one thing I do respect. I don't know about trees. Trees are alright. I like the lone tree on the hill or in the field. But clouds, that's my thing. I look at cloud. That's the good thing of nature. You can see them very fucking, pretty fucking much anywhere. But I hear you, especially I see there's like tons of them. Yeah, we need to bog this son of a bitch down. Is it bog it down? We need to get this global warming up. We gotta heat up the computer and cause it to glitch majorly. But it's already showing. We're seeing results. Like in uh, 2016, everybody was like in a uh, strange uh, mindset. Like we, like like a lot of us was like, oh fuck it, dude. <laughs> We went all in 
on this a bunch of stupid shit really it's like but it's like uncontrollable something took over our minds then and i feel i really feel that now it's like an aura a super aura like completely overwhelmed the world and i know if it's kind of gay thinking about it, it's like wow 2016 meme more but it wasn't just a meme war that was just like a result of it that was a result of a glitch It was a huge like thing and like I don't feel like I was completely working under a a free will at that time. Absolutely not. It was like a huge aura force bringing out lots of tricksters on this planet. We brought a ton of tricksters. And uh and we just worked away because things weren't looking right. It was all a facade back then. Everything was fake. Every person was cardboard that was like writing things. They just like throw up a cardboard person. They still try to do this. They throw up these cardboard people and people that look like they're they're fucking dead. I don't know what I mean. What the hell what the hell is Biden? Is he like a does he have the Hellraiser cube? What the fuck? I don't think it's I mean I, I watched I've never watched the Hellraiser series before. But just started watching him. And the, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Or if you've seen it, you think of this. Frank in Hellraiser. Isn't that son of a bitch Hunter Biden? The greasy fucking sex addict wanted to like, screw everything. That's all I thought was like screwing, screwing, fucking screwing, fucking thinking. I want to fuck, I want to fuck. And he's like balls dangling everywhere around. And like, he goes to, I don't know where he gets the cube. It's like, he goes to like some fucking country like Thailand. <laughs> like where all these greasy type people go. And he finds that cube, <laughs> thinking he's going to go into like this this sex paradise. It's like motherfucker, sex isn't great that much. I mean, it's it's all right for a little while. You can't keep that shit up. <laughs> like 24 hours a fucking day. I guess the cube. I guess think with that think that cube would cause would uh, solve this issue. But my God, not everything. Anyway, I think maybe Biden had the cube and he passed the cube, the Hellraiser cube, along to Hunter. Maybe that's the real story. It wouldn't fucking surprise me. It really wouldn't if that was the actual reality of things. <sighs> of course, when you get the cube, you don't have to, you don't get a lot of sex. And you can tell where Hunter got it from. It's like real, like, Greasy, nasty sort of personality. Everybody, the people like came out of the blue to try to see, make it act like Hunter Biden was cool. Like motherfucker, hit that son of a bitch would stab you in the back to fuck a, fuck a man. He would stab you in the back to fuck anything. Yeah, he's really cool. God damn, people were fucking stupid. He's a fucking disgrace. He is Frank from Hellraiser.
and uh, like I was talking earlier about my uh, little health scare thing. Oh, there's a walnut. But, uh, <laughs> but when you're like in excruciating pain, you like, it's like, uh, oh my God, if people are gonna grill me for this. It's like that, I don't give a fuck. It's like that part in 1984, like they gives that torture device. It's like nothing is holy when you're being tortured. <laughs> Not even your friends or family. When you're being tortured, the pain, you just want it to fucking stop. And I understand, like people... I'll talk about this next time about the witches. I understand how people get into that shit. And I, I mean... I sympathize with them, like, greatly. Sympathize with that a lot because when you do all the right things and you don't seem to get any credit for it, your first reaction is to go the other way. Say, hey. it's like I just started watching the 1926 version, I think, 26 or 29, I think it's 26 silent version of Faust I watched that some of that last night I knew a little bit about the story never read the the, the Goethe or as I lovingly called him Goethe and uh, what was the other guy Marlowe I think wrote it early but um I really feel for that guy because like after like being like severe fucking pain like I was I just wanted it to stop and no and when you ask God several times like stop this pain stop this pain stop this pain please 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 I'll do anything if you stop this pain anything anything I'll devote my life to you I'll become like a uh, church guy or whatever and uh and you're fucking adamant about it i, I was adamant about it. if i would have stopped if right then it would have the pain would have stopped i would have thought okay i'm gonna be grateful now because i'm a grateful person somebody does something for me i guess and i usually do something back Especially when I'm fucking pleading and begging and I'm on the ground asking to get out of this excruciating pain. And it's met with silence. And it's like Faust was met with in the movie. Everybody around him was dying of the plague that the devil had brought. Of course that adds to the picture that the devil actually brought that. However, these fucking tests that you put through are unfair. The Faust, Faust thing was unfair. What do you think? Supposed to do? Smile and laugh while everybody's dying around you? Is that the godly thing to do? 
but you push to pray and it, after it doesn't work like after praying every fucking minute of the day are you supposed to like say oh thanks god you really helped me out but no in faust god is like a, a please don't take this out of proportion i see a puffball came past a puffball somebody got and looked like they just busted it on the trail stupid assholes but um But with the with Faust, I mean, what what the hell are you supposed to do? God seems like he is deaf and dumb, literally. It's like you're yelling to somebody that just can't fucking understand. You yell and you pray and you beg, and and, and that's relatable in the Faust the, the Faust story. And pe people was like, oh, I would not have taken that Faustian bargain. Bull fucking shit, you wouldn't take that bargain. But most people would take it. Because you know what happens in the Faust story? I mean, nightly, nightly prayer. Faust was a good man. Nightly, nightly prayer and hope that God would do something to stop his people from around him from dying. His friends and family and village, the whole fucking thing was dying of this plague. And uh, God apparently just kind of like wandering around and like with fucking headphones on listening to, to Lana Del Rey or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But anyway, it's like, God, dude, your, your, your guy is being fucked. Okay, God, your guy is being fucked right now. The devil's praying this shit, but hell, can't you help him out a little bit? Does he really hate, do you really need to be tested this fucking much? But uh, that is like the, the Faust thing is like it, yes, it was, it was beyond humanly a human test, just like I see like in the Bible with uh, with Job, that was beyond fucking human <laughs> patience. You had the patience of Job. I mean, oh my God, that's beyond patient. Can't even imagine going through that shit like that. So yeah, Faust took the bargain. Fucking anybody else would have took the bargain. You know what happened when he took the bargain? And he signed his name with a little bit of blood. You know who listened? You know who had a big goddamn ear? A big, huge ear. Was, uh, the devil. This <laughs> was Mephisto. Mephisto had a huge ear and he was listening to every fucking buddy like suffering down here and uh Faust goes to a <laughs> he goes to a fucking literal crossroads I guess that is a tradition I, I thought it was just that black uh, blues guy that learned how to play a play a guitar when he went I, I thought that's I didn't know there's a whole tradition behind that but I guess Faust he, and in the movie, he does go to he goes to like this uh, crossroads, and he like oh shit wait before that before that another point like he's after he he, he becomes so it was so funny to me because I find it so relatable like all these people are suffering and dying and agony around him and all and he's like fuck knowledge. <laughs> And he goes in and he like 
goes in and starts fucking punching his books. Like his huge stacks of books that he loved. He goes in and starts punching them. Then he looks at the Bible and it's like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> He's like, well, fuck it. And he throws the Bible in the fire. He's like, burns all these books. It's like, none of this has helped me. None of this knowledge of here that I've learned or thought what was be true helped me at all. So he goes to the crossroads. He summons the ghost of hell. <laughs> That's the translation on the YouTube one I've watched. He, he summons the ghost of hell. And uh, which comes down as like a little strange man. And he looks like he has glowing eyes, but I think he had, it's just like a reflection on his glasses. And he's always like bobbing bobbing his hat but wait 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 before that before that little man comes you think like, like soon as soon as this motherfucker Faust as soon as Faust says his fucking name the sky starts like fucking flashing with lightning <laughs> and it's like flashing everywhere it's like it's 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 beautiful and brilliant All these flashes of lightning comes down like a, it's like you see the contrast between that and you compare it to like uh, God's silence and uh, towards his towards his begging and praying and then the devil <laughs> holy shit he performs he comes out he's like oh my god the fucking lightning comes out the ghost of hell is like raising hell in the world and not only lightning strikes like thousand times in the air but this big huge fiery fucking comet <laughs> flies down and smashes into the ground and makes this cozy like campfire where this little the little uh, Mephisto or I don't forget I can't say his full name I'll fuck it up but uh, Mephisto is there and he's like sitting there with his, with his uh, glasses on like tipping his hat that's about how far I got into the movie. I don't know exactly what happens. I'm sure the Faustian bargain will fucking overrule. I mean, like, oh, you shouldn't have took that bargain. Oh, you're going to hell now. Well, I take that back. I think he does go to heaven in, it, in some of the stories. But but anyway, uh, what does he do? I don't know if he... But everybody like, thinks like the Faustian bargain is... Like, oh, that's evil. You're dealing with the devil. You're dealing with Mephisto. It's, uh... I mean, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just take it? Just keep taking it up the ass by the fucking world? I guess that's the godly way. I don't know. But, uh... It's always weird, like the devil. You see, I got a guy following me. Hold up. Okay, I'm back. Um. Okay, I'm back. 
shut this off because some guy was like laughing like loud yelling laughing behind me and uh, it looks like I'm walking past some kind of like a wetland that is dried up but uh, this guy was laughing behind me like incrementally I was like what the hell is this guy fucking with me and I just like stopped because I hate people like following me on these trails especially like long ones let him go like around and it was uh it was this guy in a he was like mentally challenged I think I thought for a minute like what the hell is this guy like, just laughing acting strange like a dumbass actually he was like a he, he's like mentally challenged and just walking his dog he seemed like the nicest guy no threat. Threat averted. I did not have to beat somebody's ass down in the woods. Let's see if I can walk across the road without getting squashed. And come on, come on. Done. God, I'm still hearing these like croaking things. Like croaking, like beeping, buzzing, cricket. Havana Syndrome entities, Archons, Tall White. But yeah, um, oh, I just wanted to say, um, like, I'm going to reread my friend Calvin Westraw's book. Which is called the Family Annihilator. The Family Annihilator. Family Annihilator. And uh, I'll be talking about that maybe the next time and the time after that, the next the next pod. But anybody who wants to send me like a EPUB or whatever, so I can read it on my Kindle because I hate reading books. Oh, I don't say I hate, but I just got so used to reading on my Kindle. That's my preferred method now. Other books as keepsakes are kind of cool. Especially the books of my friends. Uh, so I'll be talking about that. Maybe sooner I'll reread uh, Brian Eckert's book, Into the Vortex. Into the Vortex. <laughs> I'm chopping the side of a tree with my hand. Into the Vortex. <laughs> The vortex. But, uh, this is, I guess you could call it a paranormal book. Like, this walk has been like a paranormal themed book, uh, walk. And I'm about, about out of breath. I'm on like my sixth mile. I'm just kidding, I'm not out of breath. Legs just feel it a little bit. It's different walking through the woods. You got a lot of up and downs. And they kind of grind on you. It's a grinding. Not like a bike path or anything like that. 
but ho with anything else that I have been doing lately haven't been writing a word I won't write anything since I had like my medical thing issues I haven't, I haven't even felt the need to always feel the need of nagging so yeah hello I always feel like uh, feel like the need to uh, write like most days, like most days. But I just haven't gotten into it. And I like if I wrote last winter. I wrote uh, already. It's like a, a novel length already, but it's only half finished gonna be maybe a good one I guess if I ever get it done always stalling in these books like I never like get get the thing finished I see you can tell by my scattered way my brain works the strange absent-minded like tangents it takes Hello. Yeah, the strange absent-minded tangents my mind takes. So it's very hard for me to write a... Short stories are easy. I just don't like writing them because they seem like useless anymore. I like reading them, but uh, just writing them just doesn't appeal to me. I like the novel form. Mostly the novella. Yeah, this uh, podcast like came up with it. It's like an experiment. I've been listening to. Uh, the Perfume Nationalist. I like that show. I like the format of that show. I would never think, like, I would really, really be interested in with in, in, uh, some some guys talking about uh, uh, female perfumes. I, I I don't know if it's like, is there a male perfume? I I don't know. I guess anything's male if you put it on, but. But I would always like, I, I just started listening to that uh, a year ago, maybe less than a year ago, because I look into like some podcasts that I, very picky with them, I only like certain forms and formats, and I listened to that one, and like the first, the, the format is usually this, the first part of the show you talk about some like uh, uh, events that are happening in the world, shoot things like some dramas that are happening online or in the world. But but the main feature of like the first half is the uh, perfumes. And uh, my God, like I don't know if uh, Jack 
and his brother have different and the guests have different noses than I have but they have smell these perfumes like and they're supposedly like female perfumes and they come back and say like this smells like a Russian bear walked over to a sagebrush took a big shit in it and then wiped its sweat off its brow and spit into a, a lilac vase and then scratched into the side of a tree and inside the flesh of the tree there was a, a scent of vanilla and under the scent of vanilla there was a sort of rose It's like, a, it's a lot of things, like uh, uh, the last one I listened to, he, some perfume it smelled like a horse walking into a, a uh, barn and pissing all, <laughs> it's like a horse, he said it's like a horsey smell, but it, it's not just horsey, it's a horse pissing on the floorboards of a barn or inside some old place, I'm guessing, in, in the mixture of the the wood and the piss of the horse that's the that's the smell of this female perfume <laughs> it just killed me i didn't think it would be like as interesting as i thought i like the second half of the show where they talk about like a book or a uh, or a movie my favorite one when they talk about the book of course is the, the uh, woman in love by dh lawrence my favorite book which is a great episode but also like uh I like podcasts, podcasts that are strange, and that's why I thought about this one this, uh, in particular, this idea of just walking around and like talking. Finally, I, you could hear the crunch of the leaves under my feet. I don't know if you could hear that before, because it was like, I think it rained a little bit last night and made them kind of like mushy. But we got some leaves. But the uh, episode that I liked, like, I just put it on sometimes in the background because it reminds me of something straight out of the 80s. It's like perfect 80s uh, feeling about it. In fact, I think like the, aura, the aura of the 80s is in this the episode called The Mall, where him and his brother, Ortent, I think is his name, it's Jack and Ortent, walking around this mall, like, in the... Uh, testing out perfumes, talking to the ladies at the counter, going over and you hear like the music in the background and, uh, and they go and get like a Starbucks coffee and I thought wow this is so listenable this is so strange and like amazing uh, idea for a podcast of some, they're just hanging out in this mall and the thing about like the 80s thing, it reminded me of, like like seeing pictures of like old men like smoking in the mall. Like those old 80s mall pictures. And even like when I was little, like when I go to the mall and I have like the whip pie, like this popcorn like machine. It smelled so goddamn good. I just, it, and I always like remember that smell like it was like a uh, I forget the name of the store uh, but it was just like they sold like kind of like a five and dime type of uh, chain or something store in there that sold like toys and things and uh, 
Yeah, and I thought back of like old old style malls. They had these the uh, plants, and also oh, I just thought about this. The malls when they used to have. I don't know what the hell happened. I, I mean, I don't know if this is like universal, but when they used to have a a, a fucking movie theater inside, you didn't have to like go a block over or walk a block over outside to get to some movie theater it was right inside of the of the mall but all the malls around here in my area now they they moved the, the movie theater out i don't know if that's like they wanted the kids out or something it's like uh, congratulations thanks for moving out all your business and all the people wanted to shop in there and uh but I always thought that was odd. It's like there's, so, there's something so good about like I being in a mall and just thinking like, hey, I'm gonna catch a movie. And uh, but no more. They made them. They've made them all so boring. In the 80s, you can smoke in there. Like old men just just sitting there and smoke. And uh, look at the young girls going by and they're their 80s attire and their poofy hair and my god those those old men lived that that was a, was a good good experience and a good uh and a, and a good uh, overall thing for uh society i think i think it's the mall at that time but now no everything is now is for the public good the public good everything if one person is hurt then nobody will do this or this. The member of the public will die. Then I'm sorry, that shit's canceled, so somebody doesn't like the smell of smoke in them all. Oh my god. They're getting the fuck out, you know? They it's all of a sudden people just became like stewards for the public good. And that's evil. It, it, and you can see it now. It is completely fucking evil. It started with that shit. And I think I did hear that idea on Jack and the Perfume. One of the episodes. So I give Jack credit. He's, he's, he's got a good show going. It's very listenable. But uh, the mall. Yeah, it revolutionized po podcasting. And that's what I got the idea to... Do something a little different. I always like being a little bit different, doing something a little bit wacky. And a lot of times it doesn't even work. I'll tell you the truth, because people are more more conformist than ever now. And uh, and if by uh, God, if it it's, if it's something that the public good might get a he headache over, or because of the think of ill thoughts. That shit's cut out. And I was thinking, like, hey, I don't know if this is exactly true, but my thought is, like, back in the, in the early 90s, 80s, like, whatever, they, like, they had that uh, satanic panic or whatever. Like, who, who was the driver behind that? And that was, like, suburban housewives. There's, like, these teachers. Um, these, te these public school teachers with their uh, 
husband who is also the superintendent of the school. Those are the people who set the norms and made the uh, made uh, what's uh, what's uh, morally correct and right throughout the uh, the society at the times. And I think like even though back then that wasn't too bad, I just kind of like kept out like weird de demonologists and <laughs> demonologists. You're like demon worshippers and Satan worshippers and shit like that out and like But now it's like everything. If you like now these once conservative moms that hated the devil now they like are approving of shit that I would never like they they're approving of people that actually look like demons and act like them. I don't know how that changed, but that seems to be like this conformist suburban uh, mindset of walking out the weird and the strange and only accepting the ones that are like publicly seen as uh, okay and safe. I mean, now we have, back then, it was like people spraying Slayer up on the side of the wall. Like, oh my god, we got a demon outbreak here in the, in the village. But now, now it's like an actual demon with like this green hair. Like somehow like cut off its dick. And, <laughs> and it's out like causing chaos upon chaos over the complete fucking hell over anything that is good and they're in the and somehow these suburban once conservative reagan moms are now thinking oh oh yeah this is always the norm it was always the norm for this to, for a man to be a boy and which is all probably a part of some new transhumanist thing. This is just like the early beginning. I wrote a story once called like You Could Be a Dragon. It was about like uh, a guy going into like the first simulation. Like moving a soul over into it. His exact uh, soul and how that got like transitioned over and how hard that was. And the scientists learned this from a squirrel. <laughs> Afternoon. Thing. This is just like uh, one point. Oh, this is like beta software. The, the uh, transgender community is beta software for the transhumanist. 
which will actually be on a a human uh, created simulation where you can be anything not only like if you're born like oh I'm a girl no there's not going to be like a uh, a binary in that in that sense so the, the uh, trans people are kind of like predicting the future with like the, the binary and non-binary and the different genders and pronouns because that's going to expand into thousands and hundreds and millions because not only are you going to be at the choice of being a man, a woman, a non-binary, a sexual, uh, whatever, and uh, but when you get into the transhumanist simu simulator, when you reach the singularity, it's going to be the choice to be a dragon, you can be a, a squirrel, you can be a bug, you can be any mythic creature that was uh, thought of or that will hasn't even been thought of yet. Any kind of strange entity, you can be a, a moving uh, like Dracula smoke, like and he turns into a mist. That's what that can be a part of it. That's what you can be. Your entire identity could be that. But then you can switch it. You can switch it up. And you're never in a steady, set identity throughout the, the uh, simulation. Some people think with that, oh, that's going to be cause crazy, crazy problems. And it will. But, uh, but, but our, and our minds, our minds right now are not even at a, on a level that can comprehend the amount of like options and things and realities that will occur because nature now is not be nature inside the simulation be somewhat like it but then it will start shifting and transforming you know have leaves and trees but nothing that something else that grows out of the ground like growing rocks or something <laughs> Uh, crystal formations instead of trees stuff like that it, it, and this is really base like things I just thinking up of a whim but it, it'll be such what weird and bizarre and people with the living now well not even if you were injected into the singularity like brought into the future and injected into it you would go insane But yeah, I thought about this uh, walking as a podcast because one, it's good because one, I get to do something while I'm, uh, while I'm uh, talking. I just I get to like all those useless thoughts that I talked about earlier. I can record them down so you guys can listen to them and you can listen to my useless thoughts. Maybe a useless thought. It's something inside of your mind and you become like a superhuman like out of Nietzsche because <laughs> it's weird things that set off creative action it's not all always brilliant thoughts that set off brilliant ideas it could be mundane things stupid things silly things it's like, that's the great thing about creativity. 
and that's the weird thing about creativity and the singularity and computer program because it's 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 uh, chaos chaos and so it's just such a complexity that it isn't chaos really God, I've been walking forever. I don't know where the hell I'm at. I don't know if I'm ever going to get out of this trail. I might be stuck back here in an endless loop talking to you guys. And my dying breath, I'll crack my head. Uh. Or like in my... Uh, I might fall down and crack my head and like reach over and it's like, oh my god, I better put the I better put the podcast app so I can share this damn thing instantly before I die, because I could be killed out here. I mean, it, it, there could be the people they laugh, but the fuck, out of a time uh, time leap, a time warp. I don't think this trail ends. <laughs> I don't think it does either. There's a big hill you gotta go up. Oh, just said like I don't know if you heard me he's like I don't know if this trail ends and he's like it's like groundhog day he's like behind he's like leaned up against a tree eating like a little thing of like blueberries or something I'm grinding up this hill. I'm just grinding up it, grinding, grinding, grinding. That's funny, my buddy Flams was asking me, like, going through all these video games that he plays, asking me what games I'm playing, 
and I was like, oh, slams, you know what I play. All I play is tractor. <laughs> All I play is the, I call it tractor. I play as Farm Simulator 2017. I played that for fucking hours. And now I haven't played that in a year. But now I play Google Fit. The app on my phone when I walk. So I'm always like grinding video game style. Even though I'm not actually gaming. Oh great, another hill. Yeah, me and my buddy uh, Brian Eckert was talking about. Always talk about these like philosoph philosophy things, philosophical things. It's like, and also weird things, weird philosophy, I guess it would be called. And uh, uh, excuse the sniffles, I've got uh, this like allergies are. I guess they're coming after my ass. Finally, after walking for miles, like seven miles now, I think. I'm staying up on this, uh, this dock. It's next to this pond. I've been here before. This usually has like goldfish in it. I don't see any. But uh, anyway, we are talking about um, what were we talking about? Just had it right in my mind. Right in my mind. Oh, like these internet, like, cults that we call them. People call them circles. I prefer, I think Brian prefers to call them cults too. Which is exactly what they are. And I think he, he sees these like as a bad thing. Like, that it, real life like communities of course i think i think it's they're a bad thing as well like real life communities are much better because on the internet i mean people probably thought i was a psychopath while they were talking to some guy that talked about me while i was on twitter or whatever that i was actually an insane fucking snake yeah demon from another world that was just out of an insane asylum which I am strange but I'm harmless let's say but a lot of these people on the internet you don't know who they are like in real life you can real, usually judge these type of people immediately for what they are like they're insane but online you can't know and they're like hidden in the in the back and sometimes these people like come out of the woodwork and go out in the public and you finally see them it's like oh my god what the hell was i talking to that thing for years was that the thing that's saying i was crazy holy shit i'm like in great shape compared to that motherfucker Is this it? 
that, yeah, you don't know. Like, the people that, like, oh, my God, this person is a fucking disgrace. He's going to come into your life and fuck you up. He's mentally insane. He's like, sabotaging you. And that person could be actually literally in a fucking mental institution saying these things about people. You never know, like, online. I'm sure, like, about 30% at least of my followers on Twitter were absolute fucking insane. Like, not insane in, the, in a cool way, either. Because there's a cool type of crazy. The harmless, cool, crazy types. The eccentrics. These are, like, medieval fucking uh, people that want to ruin your life and, like, hunt up your mom and shit like that. Certain people can like, I mean, maybe everybody jokes about that, like, we'll find you, dox you, kill you, and all this. But, like, there are people there that will. <laughs> I'm, sur I'm, sh I'm surprised it hasn't happened more than, like, it has. I'm sure a lot of those people were, like, drooling, and it's like, like, right in their like laying in their like mental institution bed Ron's fucked up he's fucked up typing out all this shit and like grouping together like amassing a, a, a troop of army to come after me here with a witch hunt like fucker I'm normal how y'all doing? Good. I guess this place I'm passing through now is like it has like these ancient trees. Anyway, back to the cult thing. Like, you know, nobody likes the idea of like the internet. This internet cult type of thing. And maybe there will be like a a way to uh, have a sort of uh, belonging outside of it. But the belonging to the uh, internet, your internet's cult, is causing you, causing you, causing me, and causing everyone to act differently than they do in real life. And you can say that, no, I'm exactly the same on here. I mean, maybe you are, maybe you wouldn't a rare one. But online is a different reality and it changes you. It makes you do things that you wouldn't do outside of the internet. And if you do those things, people start hating you. You lose your like judgment because you like start acting like you do on there outside of outside of uh, what you think is cool and funny. And in the real in the real world, people do not laugh at you. They just kind of stare at you like you're a fucking retard. And and they just like look at you like, oh okay. So I, I just kind of like have to keep them separate. And that's probably the good reason why a lot of people use uh, their their uh, anon accounts to try to keep it separate. I mean some. Some use it as like a benedictive thing 
and I think it also it always like makes you become more benedictive than you could be outside of like battles online can last years like when you get in an argument or you get in a fight with somebody off the internet that shit was resolved within days you don't have to worry about it anymore You don't always have people coming around unless you have like a fucking obsessed stalker, which is rare in real life. But I think like the cults uh, that you you form online are are like the future. That it is the norm of the communities, and that reality probably will overtake the reality of in real life. Like that's the way we're going. That's why malls have, like, become non-existent or shutting down. People are just not going there. You can order stuff off of Amazon. And uh, completely devote yourself to the, your online cult by ordering through Amazon, never leaving the house. That's one thing I have to, like, try to, even though I'm not on Twitter anymore... I do see like shit on there and uh, people send me stuff from there and you have to, there's these walks that I'm taking and it's like frees me from this stuff. I'm not saying that I get more grounded or earthy though I am a Taurus, but um, Maybe that's why I don't like the woods, because I am a Taurus and earthy, and I'm like jealous of it. Who knows? But uh, these, these, these internet circles aren't going away, these cults. They're not going away at all. That's the new thing. All the young kids are doing it. They don't want to go out. They don't want to party. They don't want to do any of that shit anymore. I mean, they can do it. They'll do it. They'll they'll go out and party. I'll put it I'll put it this way. They'll go out and party and do shit so they can brag about it to their internet cult. And that's the only reason. It's what only reason uh, in real life IRL even matters anymore. Because you bring that shit back to the to you throw it up on your uh, on your social media for your for your cult to see. And they're like, yeah, good job. You got out, you you had a party, you drank some beer. So good job, you got some of that PBR, didn't you? Oh, you're having a great time. Did you go see a band? Are you having a little meetup? The problem with those things, they can't be sustained anymore. You have to like, because people aren't going, to, unless they move all to some like sort of commune, those things won't exist other than like a few times a year and with the rest of the time 99% of your time you're on the internet in your cult signaling showing things hey I took a walk today hey I I did this I went here I saw a duck I heard the archons in the woods his walkings are fucking brags for me because I could give a shit about bragging online but uh 
But that's what what's what it's for. That is the future. Anything IRL is a side note and sad. It's really sad. Maybe like the one thing of like uh, of the transhumanism is uh, the bad thing about it is that maybe it will decrease suffering, which is a good thing. It's very fucking good to decrease suffering. And I was just talking to my friend Bryden about like. Maybe the angels, the real angels of this world, the ones that created like morphine and opiates and things like that. Maybe the ones that can take away your pain. Because by God, like when I was in my pain, I prayed to God. You know what? God did not come out and help me. It was a, a, a it was hours later, albeit, because they were lacking. They were like being lazy as hell at the at the uh, ER. But finally, when the nurse injected that damn morphine into my in my IV, then that's what uh, I'm gonna save this little woolly caterpillar. It's right in the middle of the trail. Somebody squash him. They put him in a place that'd be safe. Uh, where am I gonna put you? From somewhere that a bird won't get you. Some little bastard. Some of these people is like thinking these birds are great, but most of them drive me fucking insane. They're called. I like certain ones. I like ones that are like really make that metallic noise, like D.H. Lawrence says about the Blue Jays. They make that metallic, like cold, wintry noise. It's the kind of birds I like. So most of them are just oh god, they get on my nerves. this where some yeah like most of these birds like wake up in the morning like my god I could do without those I like the sound of a crow makes and I like the sound of the uh... I like the sound of a uh... I'm gonna put this caterpillar I'll put him up here Ah, put him up there in a hollow log tree. Hopefully he survives. Oh, maybe hoping he doesn't survive. But, uh, God, could the winter, like, for animals? That has to be pure fucking hell. Can you imagine? Barely go I used to, like, up, up. It's funny that I started this. God, this thing podcast walking because now now I'm gonna have to walk all fucking winter freeze my ass off but I couldn't imagine being an animal being out there much less like a tiny little bird or a little bug or one of those like woolly bear caterpillars that I just picked up but yeah when the morphine hit that was like that was angelic it was really was when when that hits in your pain goes from a 10 
to nothing. When you go from absolute horror to normalcy, it's fucking bliss. That's one of the, it's amazing. And the day after, you, your mind works in a way. Like, people talk about the post-traumatic thing, and I think maybe some people do have that. But the way my mind usually works is, like, I'll have, this I'll have an intense pain like I had, and then my mind, like, naturally just forgets it. It's a, a uh, I forget what writer it was that says, talks about that forgetting, like the, it's like a magic power that a brain has. Not like forgetting, like, <laughs> completely, but like just pushing it away. It, it, the, way, the, the way it's set up to avoid that thing, it's like traumatic events that happen to you. That's the way my mind works anyway. I think about it from time to time, the pain, like I'm thinking about it now. But the day after, it's like, I'm back to the, I'm back to business, baby. I'm back to the fucking ball, I'm back to the ball game. What's up, guys? Hey, how are you? Good. A lot of people out walking today and it's getting to be gothic again the sun's going down or it's hidden by the clouds but yeah fuck it i'm gonna have to freeze my ass off to be to do these i just now realized that god damn it i didn't even think about that starting at the worst time of year i like walking when it's hot as shit Well, I deal with it. Finally, seen some like fallen leaves, which is a rarity back here. Along with, it seems to be like it's going to be like one of those winters where like they the leaves don't change; they just fall. Uh, in the podcast, I'm not meant to like put into like people's like, oh, you should go walk too. No, if you want to sit at home, I don't care. If you want to sit at home, it's <laughs> be a lazy ass. I don't care. I'm just kidding. It's like it's not like people like I see like certain like themed accounts. They'll find something that works for them. Then they'll like promote it to hell. Like everybody should do ayahuasca or whatever, chihuahuasca. Everybody should do this. It changed my life. I seen a machine elf, and uh, it taught me to be one with everything or something. Whatever the fuck that means. But uh, no, it's just. Something I thought of like doing. It's a strange idea to walk and talk. 
don't know if you can hear that, but there's like a airplane going over. I was talking, uh, I was thinking one time, it's like Atlanta Del Rey and everybody likes her music. Like early on, she was like very, very social media esque lyrics. Like very, like just little phrases and things that she would say. Like the kiss, kiss, and all that. All these like little cool sayings that she would have that would make cool tweets. But now, like listening to her new album, this newest one and the last one. She's gone more into like uh, prose, like story form, and not and away from like the sort of like catch taglines that people or the super tweets lyrics that she used to do. It was just like one weird, it's like a tweet, 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 all over the place on their, on their earlier songs. politics or any of that and he like goes away. It's a it's the feeling you get out of things. The ecstatic feeling at times. And those are short lived. That's why I like like reading stories and something I was like wow that's a really cool thing that happened there and like it's not just like 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 a plot device or whatever, but it's like my brain working with the uh, writer's intention to fill in like all these like little s segments that they left out and put it all together in my brain and make it and it's like sometimes it just hits well in there some of the uh, writers that do this for me is uh, her uh, Knut Hampson and uh, D.H. Lawrence uh, it's a collaboration really when I read like an old book like an old Dickens or something like that. It's me collaborating with Dickens from this time back into his. With my modern sort of like uh, outlook on things compared with that uh, Victorian. That, that shift is like the, like the snugness that I feel when reading it. It gives it a certain power themes and motifs he, put it, he puts in or any other writer from different times. So one time I was walking on the bike trail and I was thinking about like Frankenstein because I keep thinking about it lately. It's like the modern Prometheus or whatever. Uh, Now usually like when I walk so I'll listen to music, like my playlist. And sometimes a certain song will come on and like my brain will go into complete sort of like a, a bliss. And I'll bliss out on everything. 
I'll look up at the sky and all of a sudden it'll be like all the sky is like orangish tint to it as well and it's beautiful like everything is beautiful and like the earbuds in my ear are like the two like little nodules the two little metal stumps that they connect to the Frankenstein monster and it's like energy of the, the music going into my ears changing my mood completely and those are like the times that are great they, they don't happen too much but they happen pretty often at least once a week it's got to be a certain song a certain moment a certain mile of walking The future, the future of the internet and what it's becoming now, what I see, is that it's going to be set up with like, uh, it, it's a sort of a voyeur program instead of a simulation. Uh, crossing a dry creek. What I mean by that is like, everybody knows like, certain like clowns and their uh, conduct in real life and uh, but they're irresistible to watch you, even though even if you have like a real life what do they call it you come home and you can just watch some some crazed guy doing like live streams on YouTube or something like that or somebody doing like weird seeing like weird clips on the video clips on Twitter or some some wild shit that he's done so it's like going to be like a uh, I stay a few clowns with but with the mass of of uh, internet users going to be the observer and it's going to be like a huge like voyeur show where we send out we give these clowns orders and send them out into the world to interact with it according to our whims and although that it could be like a very unsafe to them the clown taste the clown of the internet takes the risk because there's reward in the risk monetarily and you can get uh, lots of what they call clout from it like internet clout and those people, the uh, the clowns of the of us voyeurs, will be like the new uh, heroes, like the we used to think about, like in old folk tales and such. But we're actually seeing them go out and enforce our not their will, but our will, our our wills that we collectively give to them, and have them say. Because maybe they're in our own cult online and they go out and test out what real life, uh, how real life reacts to it. So I see that as like the new thing and uh, what the future is totally on the, uh, of the internet for now until we get to some sort of like strange, huge, miraculous singularity of it.
Hey guys. How's it going? Good. Got a bunch of shells, see? Oh, that's cool. What are, what are they? Shells. Oh, you got some shells? Snail shells. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, you look like you have got about 50 of them in there. <laughs> you guys have a good walk. Some guy and his boy, it's like, it's like he's about four years old, showed me his like snail shells that he collected. I swear, guys, my. Like right at, the, I swear, like right at the uh, nine mile mark, my brain thought deep brooding sank. It's almost as if it like went to save energy and down into my legs so they can keep walking since they've gotten a little sore from like, it's the first time I've gotten sore walking in God, such a long time. She's like get sore afterwards, but not even then, not for a long time. But these like, these like ascents and descents, all these hills, like grinding them out. That's like adds up when you're like hips. But I've got like the biggest smile on my face because I think I'm at the end of the line right now. And uh, again, uh, if any of you want to contact me or uh, send me anything you want me to talk about on my walks, uh, talk about on my walks, I get in touch. I'll try to find some way to do that. And, and I'll just be sure to talk about it if it's in reason. I mean, in reason's like huge wall. There's only like a few things I'm not going to be talking about. But, uh, I'm not a jackass. You know, not some like these new like public good people. It's like if you talk about that, I'm cutting you off. Say, so, okay, pal. If you talk to him, I'm cutting you off too. Fucking what is this? Kindergartner shit? Oh my god. I guess we're back to that. For the public good, we've all become fucking kindergartners. But anyway, that kid back there has it figured out. He's like four years old, going with his daddy on the on the walking trails, like picking up snail shells. That's the life. That's like that's the good stuff. Oh man, where's my where's my piece of shit car at? It'll be great. Like just my look. Like I'm having all this like terrible luck with stuff. Like my computer, like I think the motherboard's going out in it. So I ordered another motherboard. 
but this one now all of a sudden is acting like it's not even like having being problematic or glitching now and so I just have like a new motherboard I don't feel like fucking going with it so anyway and like last year all of a sudden like a huge lightning strike took out every fucking thing I had except my my uh, hard disk disk drives that was the only thing that survived took out everything thank god they didn't take out my my disk drives that i have nothing that's like the most important thing i guess it's uh but i was gonna say like when i get back to my shit car like, that thing probably won't fucking start my look probably it's like after 10 miles of walking i'll get back there and it'll be like another hill imagine that it's like life like <laughs> walking on this trail is like life it's never fucking path like like a straight path to a prairie it's always going through hill zones and up like oh, oh look here's another steep fucking hill you have to grind out oh wow having fun going down that that decline, oh, that was easy walking, wasn't it? Up here, let's put you one twice as big after you get down that motherfucker. Somebody asked me, like, you consider yourself an unlucky person? Like, uh, yeah, majorly unlucky, I guess, but. But it's probably genetic more than unlucky and uh i wouldn't trade my mind for anyone else's i wouldn't trade my mind for nobody really pretty confident in my mind but except at times at night it's like they're getting full it's like what the hell am i becoming joe biden <laughs> my luck i'll get like early stage fucking senile I don't know if you guys heard a while back but like heard this woodpecker i'm not adding some fake sound in just to make it cool but or i won't later because i don't feel like it it's kind of gay adding these fake sounds in but uh it's pretty much me like smashing this like symbolic me it's a symbolic lawn woodpecker smashing its fucking head into a tree god guys oh my god oh my god there's my car we're back 
I want to thank you guys for spending the time to walk along with me and listening to my dark witch ramblings. Okay, I'm getting in my car now. I'm going home. It's hopefully this bastard will start. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for walking with me. And uh, happy walking if you get into it. If not, I don't give a shit. Sayonara. Logging off. Till next time. Podcast over.